Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I can't beat it. And on today's episode, mini-sode, we talk about Manchester by the sea. Okay. Full titles, not just Manchester. Good time. All right. Good time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this on our list is Kylie's pick. It falls at number 29, so it's at a good spot anyway. Wow. Um, that's so high. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't the only person that picked it? You weren't. You were not. Yeah, you did it. Um, Kenneth Lonergan's 2016 Manchester by the Sea. Okay. <laughs> Where do I even begin, This is Josh? your pick! Yeah, well, I... Okay. What is it as a representation of the decade? Um, this film is... Has controversy surrounded by it. Yes. As it's coming out. And it's right before the Me Too movement kind of finally breaks through. This is kind of one of those films that I think... Is part of that conversation. And then the following year is where things really start to kind of, like, mm. collapse upon... Or collapse. Uh, not collapse. <laughs> the, like, studio facade collapse. There yes. you go. Um, and I think that this is... Uh, as far as where it is well, in this decade... The, the Harvey Weinstein stuff is this year. It's oh. 2016. Um, so... Great pick by me. Yeah. It's right there when it all happened. Yeah. And we're all gearing up. Um... I think that that's one of the things that I always, like, connect with this movie is where it is in terms of that cultural impact and that impact on the studio. Mm -hmm. And while there's all this conversation about that around it, this is still a film that we nominate an award. One. One two. award. Twice. Two. Two? He definitely two, did. Two? He gets screenplay. Oh, okay. Which is deserved. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Um, it's more of... It's the Casey Affleck not, uh, acting yes. one, which is the more egregious film. The Casey Affleck acting nom. If you take Casey Affleck's... The allegations against him aside... Casey Affleck's performance is really good in this. Very deserved. Uh, very much deserved. Um, and this is the conversation that goes around it. Do we nominate him for the performance... Or do we nominate because we want to remember... And the argument that I hear about we should and nominate this performance and all of those things mm -hmm. is that what he did is a pure allegation and, like, he's, I think he settled out of court. Um, also, with this allegation and everything, Joaquin Phoenix is also mixed in with it. Yes. And we don't have that conversation often either. Well, and, like, there's also people that are a little apologistic about it because, like, it's never, like, he has never admitted to doing anything with it. And the there have been a lot of discrediting of the people doing the allegations and that that the the idea is that um and again this is not my argument this is the argument for why we, it shouldn't matter we are um, uh observing reporting at this moment um is that um that only came up as a deal when when he was nominated and so there was an apparent there's the argument that it is an attempt to take him down so he doesn't win it's it's political campaigning 
the Harvey Weinstein style. Oh my gosh, then this is that whole thing. Oh my gosh. The, this this conversation that we're having, having right now is probably why I... Other than I have an unabashed love for this film. That is why this film is so relevant to where we are yeah. right now in the decade. Yeah. It's that we're sitting here and we're going... We're, we're wringing, we're wringing our hands like, what do we say about this? And that, I think, is where we're at. We're, or where this decade has been at for a long time, and now it's starting to open up of this conversation. I don't even think the discourse around Manchester by the Sea was as nuanced as what we can have. Like, even think about like the discourse towards something like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is a movie that is shrouded in not the allegations that happened to KCF like that's not the comparison that I'm making but like in Tarantino's uh, beliefs and his fetish things and well, the way he treats women and Brad Pitt's character that weird and, yeah. thing came out with Uma Thurman yes yeah um and like um Miramax is a huge supporter of Tarantino's career and like how much of the the Harvey Weinstein stuff that he says he doesn't know, but at the end of the day, like, dude, you were BFFs with Harvey Weinstein. So, like, yes. But I think we've been able to have a more nuanced conversation around Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because we're four years in to this conversation at this point. Manchester, it really seemed to be isolated to Affleck because... I think a lot of things that I heard was like, well, Lonergan and, Will and Michelle Williams and Kyle Chandler and all the rest of them, like, they didn't do anything. They just made a movie with Casey Affleck, you know? And so it was this weird, like, how do we even start to broach this conversation and things along those lines? Um, if this movie comes out a year later... I don't think Casey Affleck is even nominated. If this movie comes out a year before, I don't think it's even that much of a question he wins in a landslide. Whereas this year, we get the we get the Denzel narrative because Denzel's great in Fences. So, that's, I think, the initial conversation around Manchester by the Sea. Um, so that's one of the controversies of this year, and the other one is Moonlight and La La Land. Yes. Like, this this Oscar is like like this one feels like there are so many stakes yeah for a movie award <laughs> whereas yeah. when we get to 2017 we're like give it to Shape of Water it's the same choice it's fine <laughs> and then 2018's like guys actually no 2017 also has it's stuff with like three billboards and yeah, get but out. but the difference is is they instead of going for either three billboards or get out, they're like, what are this fish, fish monster? <laughs> Guys, it's about loving everyone equally. And then 2018, we get Green Book. We did it. We solved it, everybody. We solved racism. Green Book. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I I think that this is a I think that this film this we have not talked about this film. We have literally talked around. This in film this whole time. Okay, in so. this conversation so far, and I think that is one of the reasons why, for this decade, I think that that's some of its relevance. It's yes, this conversation that we have this film that I think we both agree is a good yeah. to great film, yes. but here we are not talking about it. Okay, so that all being said, let's maybe take some of this conversation 
and put it into the Our context pockets. of the film itself. Okay. Um, and that being said, the character of Lee, Lee Chandler, who is the character that Casey Affleck plays, is a problematic dude himself. He's not very nice. Um, and the reasons given are for his own actions. And I can be as empathetic and sympathetic as, as the next person. And I, I agree that, like, we should not blame him. Like, the police officer's reaction to, like, well, it's not a crime to forget to put your uh, fire screen up. Like, yep, that's not a crime. And the, the, the awful actions that happened are probably punishment enough. But dude was high, and dude was drunk, and dude was on cocaine. And, like, he made his own choices. He made his own bed. Um, and so I think that to bring in that conversation of, like, can... I, in some ways, I wish Manchester would be more engaged in the conversation. It is engaged. But it would be more engaged in the conversation in how do you forgive or can you forgive a person who's made as many mistakes as Lee Chandler? The answer is yes, mm -hmm. but the answer is not Lee Chandler himself, because Lee Chandler doesn't do much to try and um, make it better for the actions that he did. Correct. The point of this movie is that he has been given a second chance in some way to be a good father. Yeah. And when you see him with Lucas Hedges, you have some bits of hope that maybe Lee Chandler is going to be able to change. And Lee Chandler is going to be able to do what is best for this kid. And he does. But not in the way that most American movies would do it. Yeah. Lee Chandler, in a non-Kenneth Logan story, is going to change. He's going to be a great dad. And Lucas Hedges will continue to live with him. Yeah. Realistically, this is how this story plays out. Yeah. And this is how... It's how it could play out. Yeah. Yes. No, this, this, is, <laughs> this is the almighty truth from what I understand in this one. I, I think that that's one of the things that's so, like, so exciting for me about Manchester is that... That we don't force this character to change. Mm -hmm. And we still... I still feel that empathy for him that he he can't change and he's not ready to change and even though this responsibility has been thrown on him and we expect him to step up he just can't he can't forgive himself there is a weird escape hatch that he gives himself because i don't think that he i think at this moment when he says i can't beat it i think that's true mm -hmm. but i think even he thinks that there might be some time in the future that there might be some, he might allow himself some forgiveness. And where I say that, what I get that from is, there's a small line in the small moment where he's talking about, he's got a new job in Boston, and he's looking for a bigger apartment. Mm -hmm. And for a place that maybe if Lucas Hedges wants to look for colleges in Boston, or wants to um, come visit him. I think, and Lucas Hedges eventually says, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. But I think that that is the Lee Chandler character's way of saying, if you would give me another, a third chance, so to speak, when I'm not, when I don't have to be in Manchester and be haunted by everything, everything that I've done, I think we could have a relationship. Mm -hmm. And Lucas, Lucas Hedges says no. 
you know, and that, like, not a no forever no, but, like, he says no, you know, I don't want that. You, this was your chance, you know, and so I, I appreciate that there is that little bit of extra added layer of Lee Chandler's life will go on, mm-hmm. and th- we could come back to it and see if he ever did forgive himself. Manchester 2. <laughs> um, Manchester by two C's. <laughs> three C's. <laughs> um, we're doing it for calling by your name, why, yeah, why not? yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that this film in dealing with grief, I, it, it feels like one of the, it feels very raw and I think that it allows characters to be imperfect when dealing with grief. Yeah. And a lot of times when we're dealing with grief, you, you know, you have your out, your emotional outbursts and then at the end, you know, <coughs> we're kind of moving forward and I... There's just something that the grief process is not as, is not something we can just capture in film in this amount of time. Yeah. That it's going to be an ongoing process forever. Yeah. Because even when we're introduced to Lee at the beginning of the film, we're kind of like, well, this guy is not the best human. He's got a job. He seems to be able to live. Well, he gets fired. He seems to be able to live. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, when you find out the events of his past, you're kind of, it's a little bit surprising how able how able he is to be part of society still Mm -hmm. yeah just not in manchester yep absolutely uh lucas hedges is a lamb love him i laugh at this film i cry i cry so much there are moments of humor in this film there that what i like about the film is um it uh it's it's reality is understanding that in sadness in pathos it's not just we're going to be sad and deal with things all the time like humans make jokes humans say the wrong thing you have there are there's moments of levity in every serious situation and the film doesn't shy away from it kenneth lonergan is a playwright as well and i would i would love to see this be a play like i think you could you could adjust it to be a play pretty easily how are you gonna do with all those um, action scenes though all <laughs> all the <those> stunts <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, do it. One of the um, ones that I really like is after they leave the the funeral home and they're talking about, like, well, he has to stay in the fridge because the ground's frozen. And they're walking and then they're like, ah, we parked the other direction. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Oof. yeah, <laughs> too real. The film ends up being a really, I like the film. It comes together really nicely, but it's also a film of a really nice collection of scenes. Like, I remember individual scenes really vividly. My fa- favorite might not be the right word. Which is um, why it would make a good play, is yes. that it's a good collection of scenes. Yes. Um, I like where Michelle Williams' character, uh, Randy, finally gets, finally talks one-on-one with Lee Chandler, with Casey Affleck. I think that her trying to apologize and just ask him to go to coffee or ask him to like begin that process of forgiving himself because she has moved like she's moved on she has another family she has another husband she has another kid she's you know, moved on as much as, as she, she can. can yeah absolutely you know and she would like him to be able to do that too because she says she still loves him my heart's broken I know your heart was bro- oh my god yeah you just can't not it's such a good good scene well you're watching this film and you're like I know the poster yeah when's the poster coming (laughs) um and like 
she gets this nom, and, like, as you're watching the film, you're like, why does she get this nom? I think, yeah. I think she wins if she's got more of a part. Mm -hmm. I think that the part is just too small. And she's against Viola... Sorry. (laughs) I already ruined it. We talked about it last episode. She's against Viola Davis, and Viola Davis is questionably either the female lead or whatnot. She has a lot more She's to the do. co-lead of Fences. Yes. Yeah. It's like, so yeah. she essentially, she has so much more to do than yeah. Michelle Williams' part, though it's very significant when you're watching that film, it does not feel as significant in the performance. Michelle Williams is a true supporting part. Like, yes. that's what that, that, that word means. Viola Davis wins a Tony for Best Actress for the same role. Like... It's clearly politicking. They're like, oh, we can win in supporting actress. We'll have competition in best actress. So let's put her where she's going to win. That's what that is. Um, And because there's no defined rules as to what makes a supporting and not supporting part. um, I still think that if Michelle Williams had more to do in this movie, because essentially she is, she doesn't have a lot of, scenes that are for herself or things along those lines and that, that's that's fine that's not what this movie is about mm-hmm. I wish we actually had her point of view more I really do um I, a scene in some way shape or form in which we could hear how she dealt with it her anger which I'm assuming exists is never dealt with we see her in the past when they're married mm-hmm. and we see her in the two scenes that we try to see her in she's asking him to forgive himself we never get to see her anger you know and that I would have liked to explore a little bit more like that's something that I wish was in this film it's not what the film's interested in but you know I think that could have been a way that she could have been more in that conversation because mm-hmm. her performance is great um Matthew Broderick's in this movie oh yeah it's very uncanny. <laughs> it's, I, it's the only scene where I'm like, what are we doing? Are we supposed... Is the, is the point that he's there is that we're also supposed to feel as uncomfortable as yes. Lucas Hedges? Yes, that is the point, I think. <laughs> I, uh, otherwise, why is it here? Great job. Yeah. You did it. I don't know. It's, it's not even Anne Matthew Broderick, it's Anne Lucas Hedges in the credits. Yeah, what the heck? Why? <laughs> is it with Matthew, or is he just credited somewhere? I don't, I don't remember seeing his name in the credits okay great um i yeah it's the only scene where i'm like what are we why is this here? what is this diversion why are we here we're here for lucas i know but why because lucas hedges needed more scenes yeah his, peter hedges was like give my son more scenes was... i mean talking about careers lucas hedges is like Yes. From to this. to move on, my kind of my maybe not hot take from this movie, but my take about this movie is okay. So after this movie, I don't think this movie does anything for Michelle Williams or for Kyle Chandler. I think that they are they have the same careers they had before this movie, um, and that's not a bad thing. I think that is just this a is true Michelle thing. Williams' first nom. No, it's. <laughs> Second or third. Wow. We should um, give her an Oscar by now. Probably. Yeah. Um, Kyle Chandler, supporting actor, does these things. This is what he does. Um, Kyle Chandler's in not a lot of this movie. Correct. Also. Yes. Kyle Chandler, like, step up John Barenthal. Like, oh, we're going to give him some lines. Yeah. His part in this and, like, Carol are is the same. 
amount. You know, it's Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. Um, Lucas Hedges, or sorry, Casey Affleck's career. This is uh, the the end of Casey Affleck. It's not the end. He still does things. It's also like the beginning of Casey Affleck. <laughs> well, in well, some he ways, had some he was in uh, that brother, his brother's film. Yeah, he was. He <laughs> has a career being Ben Affleck's brother. Yeah. Yet he's the he's the Affleck brother with the acting Oscar. Um, so there's always that. Um, but also, like his next film after this is a ghost story in which. In order to work, like, um, they were like, here, let's put a sheet on you. Let's not see you. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's done much beyond that. Old Man in the Gun! Old Man in the Gun, Because yeah. he's friends with David Tyler, whatever his name is. Uh, Lowry. Who's also a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, huh. Finest Hours. Was that after? Uh, it's the same year. Oh, Okay. Oh, that movie was released in January, then. Um, Old Man and the Gun, he directed a film called Light of My Life. The Friend. <laughs> That's all I got. So the end of Casey Affleck. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then Lucas Hedges. I think Manchester by the Sea is one of those films that's going to be forgotten. It's going to only be remembered because it has Oscar nominations, and because like, Kenneth Lonergan, like him as I do... Is, I mean, his only other film was Margaret in 2011. He has one more film in 2000. I just can't remember the name of it right now. Um, I'm but, getting there. Uh, Gang, uh, you Can Count on Me from 2000. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that this film will only be remembered as Lucas Hedges' first Oscar nomination. Only Oscar nomination? I would imagine the, the word first will be right. Okay. But who knows? Um, he continues to work. I mean, like, he was trying for Boy Erased, and I'm sure, like, Honey Boy, he was like, maybe, maybe I can do it. Um, you know, so. He's been very consecutive. Like, honestly, since 2012, he's been in movies almost every single year. Yeah, he was in Three Billboards. He was in Three Billboards. And he's, he's, he's picking films that are getting critical. Yes, acclaimed. yeah. Like, Lady Bird, Three Billboards, Boy Erased. Waves. <laughs> what are you mumbling over there? Uh, Ben is back. Oh, yeah. The 90s. Oh, boy. Yeah. Waves. <laughs> yeah. So, he's trying. He's, mm -hmm. he, I think he'll be around. Um. He's got two upcoming. One with Steven Soderbergh. One with Azazel Jacobs. So, I don't know this person. But, I mean... He is part. He's part of this like Sirsha. It's like Sirsha, Timothy Chalamet, Lucas Hedges, like these young actors who are the next. You could put like Ansel Elgort in there. You mm -hmm. could put like Benny Feldstein in there. Yes, like they're all kind Florence of Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Yeah. The, um, these young twenty-somethings yeah. who are like coming in and taking over and mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. The wave almost behind Jennifer Lawrence in that generation. Case do, you know, behind them. Ropat? Ropat. Ropat's up. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ropat's career is like <laughs> You know, all the twenty somethings. You know, you got you got Searsha, you got Timote, you got Willem Dafoe, you got uh Ben uh, Ben is back himself, Lucas Hedges. Yeah. 
Listen, Willem Dafoe, I want, I want Dafoe to be in this group. Like, come on, up and coming Dafoe. <laughs> Can we just give him his Oscar, please? We're I, not going to, but I really I want him to. I literally have been yelling about it, and you're like, we gotta give it to Brad Pitt. I mean, we are going to give it to Brad Pitt. That's what we're going to do. But I, but I just want Willem to have one. Okay, well... Maybe we'll give it to Brad for Ad Astra. Guys, I really like this film. Yeah. I like it more than words can express. I watch, I've watch. i watched it so many times this year. I don't know, guys. I just... You can't beat it. It's... <laughs> as much as I make fun of that line when it happens... Because it's, it's a stupid line. Like... <laughs> it's so good, though. What are you talking about? As soon as it happens in the film, you're just like, I know you can't, Lee. I can't either. <laughs> Uh, watching this in theaters was a good like it was a good experience because it was like it was us and Anne and John and you and John were like laughing your way through this movie and part of it was it's a fu- it, there's funny and part of it is like it's so sad that like you don't know what else to do yeah. and then all four of us are just bawling and I can't beat it like uh. alright uh, let's uh, my game okay uh, how many how many Oscar winners one one there you go. Matthew Broderick oh. never got Maybe two. Ooh. Michelle Williams? Are you trying to look up if she has one? Yeah. I am... She's only nominated four times. Okay. Four times? Yeah. That's a much more interesting game. Manchester. Blue Valentine. Wow, really? I don't think I can name any of her <laughs> films she's in. You want to give me a hint there? Uh, she plays a famous actress. My Week with Marilyn. She is barely in this movie. Uh, she is a wife to a cowboy. Hell or high water. Well, you know, it's a kind of a movie from about 2005. And this is how we talk in the movie. And we don't really move our mouth all that much. And... 2005, Josh, if it's a Western from 2005, and it's not uh, 310 to Yuma, uh, I don't know what film it's going to be. Yeah, you do, because there's been a blank check episode about it, and, uh, well, you see, it's Sam about Elliott. some cowboys who may fall in love with each other. Oh! <laughs> it's Brokeback Mountain. Hey! That's a impression. Thank you! Thank you so much. I yeah. forgot that's yeah. a romance and not a Western. <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, this is nominated for six, six Oscars, and it wins two. All right, uh, so the two that it wins for are screenplay, mm-hmm. original, and Affleck, mm-hmm. best actor. Yes. And Ooh. also the birth of the angry Denzel meme. Yes, there you go. All right, uh, it's got four others. Uh-huh. Loses picture. Yes. Um, to Moonlight. Yes. Loses director to Damien Chazelle. Yes. And I need one more. You need two more. Oh. Six. Picture, screenplay, director, actor, two more. Picture, screenplay, mm-hmm. director, actor. Yeah. That's four. Uh-huh. Total is six. I need two more. You said one more. Oh, well, shoot dang. All right. Um, Lucas Hedges is supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Loses to Mahershala, mm-hmm. and then uh... Michael Shannon. This was when Michael Shannon was nominated. Yes, it was. Oh, man. Yeah. That was such a good time. Uh, 
We didn't bring Michael Shannon back. Like, let's go. I mean, he's not gone, but, like, come on. Death Patel was nominated this year. Who yeah, Lion. Lion. Yikes. Um, what's the last one for Manchester? Is it cinematography? No. Is it editing? You're joking me, Josh. Wait, you're, you're kidding. We've talked about, we talked about Josh. Wait, we did? Yes. Josh, it's Michelle Williams. Oh. <laughs> you are right. You are right. I was just joking. I was joking. Now. I literally, my brain had already counted her as something we talked about. So there you go. <laughs> On my list of things here. Okay, great. Perfect. Michelle Williams. Fences. Yeah, it doesn't get any technical. It's not quite a technical uh-huh. film. <laughs> great. Perfect. All right. Because we only have one more to do. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. it's weird that we chose the second to last. <laughs> Bye everyone. Listen, if uh, you would have had an opinion, then we might not have done it second to last. Well, on what? Where oh. we're doing order things. <laughs> All right, friends. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do so at friendoffriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. If it's a five star review or any star review, so let's hit that subscribe button. Manchester. And you can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. On Twitter at EWT underscore podcast. YouTube's. Ducks Watch Together. Letterboxd. Ducks Watch Together. Or Darby uh, ACT Kylie Galsher. Did I say Tumblr? I don't really know. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. Kylie. Quack, 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 quack.